0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to this podcast for Cambridge Health Tech Institute's third annual digital pathology conference, which runs February 16th through 18th in San Francisco. I'm Christina Lingham, executive director of conferences at CHI. We have with us today, Drs. Jeffrey Fine, Douglas Hartman, and Laren Pantanowitz of University of Pittsburgh Medical Center from the digital pathology conference. Thank you for joining us. What are you looking forward to this year at the conference, Jeff?
1: I'm looking forward to seeing many of the presentations. I see a lot of stuff coming from UPMC, but I'm also interested in seeing what folks from the West Coast have. Often when you go to a meeting uh, located, let's say, on the West Coast instead of the East Coast, you see different people from the usual uh, attendees.
0: What about you, Doug?
2: I'm interested to see Jeff's talk. Jeff always has interesting things to give talks about. But I'm also interested to interact with the people that will be attending the conference. I'm also particularly interested in the business models of first digital pathology things. I think Robert my, my, Michael has given a talk about that. He's definitely publishes a lot online about pathology business-related stuff, so particularly for informatics, I think we have to have an eye towards that, especially in the current environment. And then I'm also interested in seeing Laurent's talk. I was part of some of the Google Glass things, but I don't know if the practicality of that has much. And then the eye-tracking talk
3: is somewhat fascinating to me because it gets to the heart of what we do as pathologists. So what I'm excited about this year is just looking at the lineup. There's some really great talks this year you know, more exciting than previous years, and I'm also interested in reading some of the talks that are looking at the use of novel technology, like mobile devices, so that's exciting. And then, uh, you know, I always like going to this particular meeting because of networking, and it's not just that there are pathologists interested in digital pathology. I'm always excited to meet scientists and some of the vendors, actually, that participate in these sessions, so that's what I'm looking forward to.
0: What do you think are some big changes in store in the field? Some of
1: the big changes in the field, I think there's obviously the economic angle, and I think there's more necessary to have things that are financially feasible in the future. In the past, I think we had a lot of things that were not as productivity-enhancing. Things like immunostain image analysis previously was more of a financial argument that didn't really offer that much for productivity gains, and I think we're going forward informatics- advancements have to earn their keep much more rigorously than in the past. So I think we have to be more careful about doing things that are more automated. And I think pathologists will probably gain better access to things that are happening in other fields, uh, computer-assisted, you know, pathologists' computer-assisted diagnosis, better access to mobile tools, better use of information that we already capture or have in our APLIS systems. We're going to be probably forced to make better use of what we have. And I'm kind of excited to see how this evolves and to participate in it.
0: And you, Doug? Yeah, I would
2: agree with what Jeff was saying is that the cost challenges are probably the biggest changes in store for the field. I think post slide imaging is something that we've been talking about for a long time, but it still has yet really become fully implemented. And I wonder if it will face more challenges in the uh, coming changes You know, there are some things that I think are encouraging to whole slide imaging or digital pathology as well, which is namely the market forces, you know, leading to consolidation of expertise and services. Here at our hospital, we live in a subspecialized environment, so it's very easy for us to argue that for centralization or consolidation of services within a larger organization, but that's because that's our sort of unique environment. Other places would have different challenges, and across all of healthcare, each city seems to have a unique healthcare interrelationship, meaning that the major players in different cities are differently oriented and positioned. So those things affect how
3: informatics dollars get spent and how new things get developed. It looks like there's going to be some predictions or some, you know, thought leaders in the field about really where the market's going, some of the trends and some of the new business models that people are coming up with in digital pathology. So I'm interested to hear what they have to say.
0: So Doug, what do you think will be the buzz this year at the conference?
2: So I think obviously the conversation will be around whole slide imaging because that's really where a lot of this focus is. The OCT is an interesting new area. I think that It's a burgeoning field, and so it will be interesting to see how that is uh, received by the audience. But I think that, uh, you know, probably the larger question and buzz will be just how the cost challenges affect how we can implement these things. You know, we can have a lot of good ideas in the informatics side, but
3: if the cost equation doesn't work, we're not going to be able to really implement those changes. I think number one is everyone's waiting to hear about the pending FDA approval that some of the vendors have submitted stuff to the FDA. So that's something that we're all eager to find out about. I also find it interesting that there are still new vendors in the market of digital pathology. So that's a good thing. And then the third thing, actually, that I think is kind of a big change is that more and more pathologists are adopting digital pathology. So there's less reluctance out there and more willingness to actually accept and use digital pathology or, well, you know, many of the different models that people are finding useful in their practice. So those are kind of the main changes I see happening.
0: Can you give us some highlights of your talk in February?
3: The talk will be going
1: through some of our earlier experiences. And a lot of the stuff we've done with optical coherence tomography has been exploratory. So we've been looking at a bunch of different tissues, different scenarios, however, Specifically for this talk, we'll be presenting some of the preliminary results from our work with endometrium and breast tissue. Endometrium is interesting for OCT because it's very easy to see what's going on. And pathologists who do not have extensive experience with OCT can recognize what they're looking at. It's a very exciting specimen type. Uh, Applications for that would be things that would be like temperature frozen section, so intraoperative style interpretation of endometrium in, let's say, a cancer hysterectomy specimen. Breast tissue, we had to step back a little bit. Um, Initially, the intent was to look at margins, but breast tissue is difficult to see what's going on. It's not as easy as endometrium. You can see what's happening in the tissue, but it requires more expertise to understand what you're looking at. And so, instead of going straight into margin studies, for the breast tissue, we're kind of more in a descriptive mode, describing what we see. and then trying to design future studies in a more simplistic fashion to try to begin a process of developing, I guess you could say, like a test or an application for breast tissue using OCT. Again, initially focusing on ex vivo applications, such as like a frozen section or something along those lines, but always with an eye on transitioning to in vivo applications where potentially in the future a probe could acquire an image in the operating room and then a pathologist could interpret that in real time intraoperatively. Those are a couple of things I'm looking forward
2: to presenting for my talk.
0: Thanks, that's a great overview. How about, Doug, can you give us an overview of your talk?
2: So my talk is going to talk about the mobile industry for pathologists. And so there actually are some limited available things out there, and one thing that we've done here is actually we developed a smartphone application for rapid diagnostic consultation submission. And so there are a couple of pieces of that that I will talk about those things. And so that includes uh, how you attach the micro... the cell phone to the microscope and uh, some of the image quality issues related to that. But I'll also talk a little bit about other things that have been done with smartphones, which is namely you can have electronic resources available at your fingertips. There are also some relatively rudimentary, but sort of clinical algorithm calculators that you can get on your smartphone. But it really is sort of early in the development of using smartphones, but everybody has a smartphone. So it's very ripe ground to
3: grow new technology. So my talk is really about Google Glass, this new product, which is very novel. And so the point is of my talk is, can pathologists take something like Google Glass, which is very novel, and leverage it for use in pathology. It's being used in other healthcare settings, so why not pathology? And then what I really want to discuss with the people at the meeting is what are the pros and the cons? So, you know, what are the pros? How can you use this? Can you use this for telepathology? Can you use it to make training videos? Can you use it actually to improve your workflow? And we've shown we can do that, taking snapshots, et cetera. And, of course, there are some barriers that have to be overcome whenever you deal with new technology, like security, when you send data to Google, is it safe or not safe? And then, of course, ergonomically, when you put these glasses on, can you still do your job? We work in noisy environments. We wear face masks when we deal with autopsies, etc. So I would want to tell people a little bit about that and what's new in this space with Google Glass. There are third-party applications, etc. So I will enlighten people about the use of this technology and see if there are any takers there who would want to use it in their own practice.
0: It sounds like UPMC is on the leading edge of pathology. Can you tell me what's unique about your organization and how you became a leader in digital pathology?
2: I think we have emphasis from our leadership and administrative groups, so that adds, you know, resources for us and allows us to be innovative in our thought processes about things. UPMC is a very large health system, so you know it presents different problems than might be at a smaller health system, but it gives us some opportunities to do a lot of variety of informatics Programs. We certainly have been a leader for a long time, and many of those people are still around, Dr. Bisic, Dr. Parwani. So their continued presence here at UPMC just allows us, I think, to continue to innovate. And then, obviously, it's the people as well. I think Jeff is a great informaticist, and Dr. Pantanowit and Dr. Parwani also help to encourage an environment where we can innovate and continue to lead and expand this space for UPMC. And I would also put in a plug for Dr. Sam Usum, who is our director of anatomic pathology and is very supportive of us further expanding our role in informatics and developing new tools that can be used for pathology informatics, particularly on the quality assurance side.
3: So UPMC has a well-known international reputation as being a leader in informatics in general, and I'm glad that I had the opportunity to work here and, you know, also contribute to informatics here at UPMC. And I think part of the key to the success here is we have a very supportive department from our chair and vice chair, and we have a very like-minded group of informatics people that, you know, work together well as a team. And we're not afraid to think outside the box, and we're not afraid to use informatics tools to basically look at how we improve things on a daily basis in our practice. And we have a lot of the resources to accomplish that. We have the technology. We're willing to explore new technology. We have a lot of IT staff who are willing to bark on some of these projects with us. And we have a lot of trainees who keep asking questions and pushing the envelope. So in that kind of environment, it's easy to succeed.
0: Thank you for your time and insights today. That was Drs. Jeffrey Fine, Laren Pantanowitz, and Douglas Hartman of UPMC. They'll be speaking at the third annual Digital Pathology Conference at the upcoming Molecular Medicine Tricon, taking place February 16th through 18th in San Francisco, California. If you'd like to hear them in person, go to triconference.com for registration information and enter the key code podcast. I'm Christina Lingham. Thank you for listening.